RadioInfluence.com. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Week one is down. For all you Buccaneer fans out there, uh, didn't turn out the way we wanted, obviously. But let me tell you this. There's 32 cities and 32 teams overreacting today. That's the way it goes. That's what happens every first week of every NFL season. Um, there's teams that are that, are, that won yesterday that won't make the playoffs. And there's teams that lost yesterday that will make the playoffs. Yet those cities are overreacting. That's just what goes. Now, we watched that game yesterday. It wasn't a pretty game. It wasn't all that pretty offensively. I didn't think on either side of the ball. Uh, Buccaneers, I just didn't think, looked good. Okay? You, you like to believe that you come out of a game that you lose with something to build on, and I'm not quite sure what they, they, they have to build on. I think Ronald Jones looked like he could be that running back, um, but he wasn't really given that opportunity. He wasn't really given the opportunity to carry the load. What I saw was two real old arms, okay, in Breeze and and uh, Brady, obviously, um, they got away with, I thought the Saints got away with um, a quarterback that I don't know can carry them this year. I really don't. I mean, Breeze was 7-for-7 seven seven early in the game for 24 yards. 24 yards on seven attempts. I mean, that's that's what, tough sledding, okay? Real tough. Um, we, I guess, as Buccaneer fans, Read a lot in the offseason. We expect something. We supposedly have the best receiving core in the NFL. Didn't see it. We supposedly have the best tight ends in the NFL. Didn't see it. Gronk, to me, looked slow. Three three targets, two catches, 11 yards. And didn't look good in between. Didn't. You know, Gronk is an old guy who was old two years ago. Let's be real with it. Gronk was old two years ago. And was hurting two years ago. This is two years later. You don't get less hurt. It doesn't work that way. And let's hope moving forward, he starts emerging as that guy. Because, you know, he didn't look like that guy yesterday. O.J. Howard, to me, he had had a touchdown. But other than that, you know, there's not a whole lot else going on there. It really isn't. His touchdowns always seem to be misdirection, backside type throws, you know, deception throws. That's not what makes you a great tight end. What makes you a great tight end is catching eight to ten balls in the midst of your offense and nobody can cover you. That's the way it should be. And I don't see it. Cameron Brait, I'm tired of saying this. I don't get it. I don't get What's going on with Cameron Bray? Zero catches, $8 million. I don't get it. This offseason, we talked about, I talked about trading Cameron Bray. Trade him. What are we doing with him? I don't get it. He's not that great of a blocker. Zero catches? Why? I don't understand. I really don't. Now, let's get to Tom Brady. Now, we brought Tom Brady here to obviously limit mistakes. We brought Tom Brady here to be the leader and to, to get this offense to a next level. Now, once again, overreacting. It's one it's one game. But out of that one game, you have to pull things out of it. And, okay, for instance, the one interception for a touchdown, 
20 years in the league, the one thing you got to know is late on a pass. You can't go to the wide side of the field late on any pass in the flats. You can't throw them. You can't throw them. Every, every quarterback knows that. That's quarterback 101, okay? He has to know better than that. And, you know, 36 attempts, 239 yards, mm, that, ain't, that ain't good football, people. That is not good football. And it's too early to start talking about we'd be better here, be better there. But yesterday's game, I mean, I would tell you this, Jameis Winston would have been better off than, than Tom Brady. That's one game. But yesterday, under duress, because Brady's going to give it up. He's not going to take no hits, okay? He's going to give it up. Under duress, Jameis Winston is a better football player. Winning season returns at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit, and we all want to get that done. Winning season means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers at MyBookie. Winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long, and that's what we all like to do. Time to rejoice. The NFL is here. It's returned, and that means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. I'm taking advantage. Get in on the action. Use promo code INTRENCHES. That's I-N-T-R-E-N-C-H-E-S. And double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play. And that's something you have to take advantage of. Designed to add more excitement to the sports and the ones you love and games you bet. And that's what we all love to do is bet. Bet with the best this NFL season. For your chance to win big, use promo code INTRENCHES and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. Take advantage. Once again, use the promo code INTRENCHES. That's INTRENCHES and double your first deposit. But I, I get it if Tom Brady's not turning the ball over, but he turned the ball over. On two terrible throws, which looked like all his all his fault. I believe Bruce Arians said the first one was his fault. So that's two picks. Like last year, when Bruce Arians at times, okay, I'm telling you guys, Bruce Arians doesn't lie. I'm just telling you, he doesn't lie. He, you know, he doesn't have to. So last year at times when he would say it's Jameis's fault or it's not Jameis's fault, I listened to him. You know why? He's the coach, and it's his system. And you don't lie on a player. You don't lie on players. You just don't do that because you'll, you'll lose the respect. If he says it's Brady's fault, it's Brady's fault. And look, if you, hey, don't look now. Tom Brady has thrown a pick six in three straight games, including the playoff game to end last year. He's thrown pick sixes in three straight games now. So you have to start worrying about that. I think as a field general, he showed some things out there that were good. Uh, the Brady sneak, which he's the best at, that's awesome. Um, but once again, he was making Jameis-like mistakes. And if you look at this team, nine penalties, three turnovers, not getting much out of our crazy wide receiving core, not getting much out of our tight ends, running the ball okay. Um, our offensive line playing below average. Tristan Worse, I, I would, I haven't, I'd have to sit back and watch it, you know, well, you know, so I can really evaluate it. From my eye on television, he played solid, and I was watching him quite often. Now, let's jump to the other side of the ball. Donovan Smith, you can't play like that two weeks in a row. He was just falling down on himself. It seemed like it was bad. Donovan Smith had a rough, rough game. So there's definitely a lot of things that need to be adjusted offensively because they didn't really do anything all that great yesterday. They really didn't. And they were blessed to not have that crowd noise, which is huge. 
bigger than you know. And, you know, there's people, there's obviously uh, people piping in crowd noise. And uh, I got a question here from a pizza lover uh, watching this Atlanta game. How long before a team gets in trouble for pumping in too much noise? Uh, and basically, I don't, it won't be long before New England gets in trouble because, you know, they're going to cheat. That's just the way it goes. But, um, I mean, it didn't seem that big of a deal to me as a, a spectator. I would like to have to ask a player what that's all about. But I'm telling you, whatever crowd noise you're piping in ain't nearly as loud as it would have been normally uh, in New Orleans because that place is the loudest place to play on earth. That's for sure. Now let's jump to the defensive side of the ball. JPP had a sack. Other than that, we didn't have no pressure, people. We just didn't have any pressure on Drew Brees, who wasn't really – at his best. He wasn't at his best. And Vita Vey, I didn't really hear his name much. Um, Antoine Winfield, uh, a, a rookie, played every snap. That's good. That's a good thing. That, that tells me the kid's ready to go. But defensively, you now we have a bunch of linebackers making a bunch of tackles, but that's because they're on the field too damn long. They're on the field too damn long. And I, I just didn't see enough defensively to make me think that this is even the same defense that we saw last year. Defenses are supposed to be ahead of the offenses right now. And that wasn't the case yesterday. So, you know, you win and lose games, offensive, defensive, obviously, but you lose them with special teams too. And if you eliminate that one boneheaded play on the special teams, which was after a penalty and the kicker had a little pooch kick, and our guys run into each other, and the ball's just laying there, and the Saints jump on it, and we look like the Keystone Cops. But that's a big play, people. That's a big play in a game that end up is going to end up being big. Everybody's overreacting, but all of a sudden, you know, we, we got the Carolina Panthers coming here, lose that game and see what happens. Lose that game and then see what the feel is all of a sudden. You, ever, you see how everybody was joyous and Yay, here's the season. And trust me, I understand this. I understand it more than anybody. Go 0-2 and see how much smiling Brady's doing and Arians is doing and Gronk is doing. Buttholes get tight. They get real tight. So you have to figure out ways to win football games. Listen, going around the NFL, there's a lot of fun things going on. A lot of quarterbacks balling out. Kyler Murray balled out. Lamar Jackson balled out. Gardner Minshew was out of control. It's one week. Cam Newton did enough to win. 15 runs ain't going to keep on happening, people. This, he's not 25 years old anymore. He won the game yesterday running the ball 15 times. He also took 15 hits, and that's just not going to last. Nobody's body does that later on in their career. And then they had Joe Burrow that played, you know, okay. And uh, the stat of the day would be number one overall pick quarterbacks in their debuts are 0-12-1. So none of them have ever won. And he had a chance. It wasn't for an A.J. Green push-off, which he pushed off. Everybody stopped complaining about receivers pushing off. If you get caught, you get caught. If you extend your arms and a DB goes back, that's pushing off, okay? That's cheating almost as much as the defenders cheat as well. So here we are. It's week one. Next week's coming up. You know, Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. Don't lose that game. You don't want to go 0-2 in the South or 0-2, period especially for a team that people before yesterday were talking about Super Bowl or bust. And, you know, listen, you got to win one game before you go to the Super Bowl. And we haven't done that yet. So, you know, they have to go back to the drawing board. 
amend a few things. I didn't think Byron Leftwich play calling was all that innovative yesterday. That's only one week. I'm not going to overreact. But put two of those in a row, and that's not overreacting, and that's a concern. And that's where we are right now. If everybody wants to contact me, ask any questions for me, it's Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Make sure you listen to the other podcasts as well. And let's hope to next week I'm sitting here talking about a Buccaneers team that's one and one and we're feeling better about ourselves. And listen, the, the narrative of your team is going to change 16 times this year in 17 weeks. That's just the way it goes. One week you look one, one way, the next week's the same way. It's going to be something different. And I, hopefully it's something different next week because we have to figure out a way to beat the Carolina Panthers. Anyways, one down, we're 0-1. I would say it can't be, can't be worse when it can't be worse when we only play one game. I promise you it'll get better than this. Everybody have a wonderful week, and, uh, and please be safe. Peace out. You have been in the trenches with Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. This is a cannabis podcast. Quick fix on radio influence. The, the election is going to be important, okay? Because for me, if it's Donald Trump, then I think we're all in trouble. But uh, as far as if it's somebody else, which would be Biden or I don't know who else would be, to me, the first thing he needs to do is legalize cannabis. And I'm talking about countrywide. I mean, literally, just think of the amount of money and the amount of jobs you're creating by all of a sudden legalizing cannabis throughout the country. Does that not make sense to you? No, absolutely. I mean, that it's something that could take us, you know, take a country out of a recession. Correct. You know what I mean? Just by, like you said, opening up jobs um, and creating, you know, more of an economy in, in these places that are, that are struggling. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.